2: What's up, Buffalo Fanatics? Josh Allen here. Just wanted to say, uh, go Bills. Ladies and gentlemen, it's your boy Rico back at it again. Welcome to another show of the Rico brought to you by the Buffalo Fanatics. Folks, going into the bye week. What a beautiful time it is to go into the bye week with a very convincing, big win. And most people might say it's it was it wasn't convincing. In my opinion, that was a convincing win by the Bills. Why? Well, let me tell you why. We knew what we needed to do. And I wasn't shocked that we came away with that victory. Were you? We've we, we tasted defeat from the team before, so we knew the game plan, what we needed to do. And at the end of the day, we executed on the offensive side of the ball and closed it out on the defensive side of the ball and if that's what Buffalo Bills football is going to be going forward sign me the fuck up ladies and gentlemen the Bills i mean it's a lovely thing man top team in the AFC some might say the best team in the NFL but there's still an undefeated Eagles team that's doing some work right now some might say who the hell they play, but I don't like that. who the hell they play. You are on the field across from me. I play you and I whoop your ass. That's it at all. They play. It's not about that. So, folks, welcome to another dish, man. We're going to get into it. What uh, a week to start off with a nice
3: victory over the Chiefs. Now, I don't know about you guys, but I'm hearing a lot of – uh it, it's really annoying
2: i I gotta get this off my chest this whole it is I, I feel like I this is, I, I'm this is gonna be the last time I mention it because it is it annoys me that much you know what I'm saying enjoy your Super Bowl that you can't get any more lame than that and in Bill's fans included when we kept on telling Miami Dolphins enjoy your Super Bowl you know what I'm saying? A big win over a rival is huge. you got to celebrate it, especially one that has owned you. How many times did we beat the Patriots in the, the 20 years of, of getting beat down? But any time that we did beat them, which was probably under five times, I think we beat them like three or four times, if that. We celebrated like we did something, didn't we? And we didn't care because we beat a team that has been whooping our ass for so long. We've been owning the Dolphins for a while. The Chiefs have, have owned us. Although the all-time record between the Bills and the Chiefs are, is 20. The Bills are up 28 to 24. I think one tie. But that's not the point. The point is when you, when you win a big game, you should celebrate. You should celebrate. There's no there's the, You shouldn't feel awful for celebrating a victory. So who, why? Why make someone feel some type of way? You know what I'm saying? The Dolphins beat us. Great. Good for you guys. You know what I'm saying? That, that that you put your all into it and you guys have lost three games straight. You know what I mean? So it it's just a game, fellas. It's just a game. But for those that love to enjoy your Super Bowl boy, does that does that irk me, man? Like, check this out. Uh, I'm part of like this is, this is my uh in my fantasy chat. And uh I'm just talking my ish, you know what I mean, doing what I do. And then there's I got a I got a friend of mine that is a Chiefs fan. So he played me in fantasy. Not only did he lose to me in fantasy, he also lost to the Bills. So I had to rub it in. Here's his response. Ha ha. No heartbreak here. The trip was amazing because he went to Kansas City. So I was like, oh, man, that's going to suck, man. You paid all that money. <laughs> you know what I mean? Hotel, food, flight, yo, and then you went over and watched your boys take an L. He's like, no, I had an amazing time, which I bet he did. But you still got to rag your boy, right? Chiefs had like seven rookies that played on D. Excuse. I don't want to hear that crap. You don't think we had some rookies on our field? Come on now. And you only beat us by four. By one, two, three, 79. It's a dub. Enjoy your October Lombardi. See y'all in January. <laughs> Same outcome as last year. I mean, they still feel comfortable. And they feel they feel confident. But they always got to enjoy enjoy the Lombardi October. Boy,
3: stop. We ain't trying to have that. Anyway, on to bigger and better things. folks. How are you enjoying
2: the beginning of your week knowing that we've got a week? We've got a couple weeks to heal up, number one. We've got a, a a couple weeks to in I mean, listen, the rest of this week to enjoy, you know what I'm saying? The the fact that we are the number one team in the AFC. It's number that's number one. And it doesn't seem like it's things are gonna slow down because we've we've kind of gone through the tough part of our schedule titans rams chiefs ravens like remember you guys remember when we started when the in the offseason when the schedule came out and we saw it we're like oh snap the Ravens are going to be healthy the rams you know saying we got the titans again we got to make sure this revenge season happens we got the steelers thinking that we were going to go against tj watt like, there were we, we were legitimately saying that the first seven games are going to be freaking tough. And when you look at what we've done in our first seven games, excuse me, first six games, dude, we we're making it look like pretty, I don't want to say easy, but we're, we're, we're beating these teams convincingly. The one that gave us a challenge, obviously, was the Ravens, and we lost to the Dolphins, and then this last Chiefs game. My goodness. You can't listen, my man. Josh says it; he said it right. You can't. You really can't ask for more, man. I believe we can't lose first place in the division on the bye. (laughs) We're up two games. We're up two games on the chart on the Chargers. Excuse me, on the Chiefs. That's number one. And not only that, we beat them. We got them on the head to head. So, like this, this was a big win. Not just because we won the game, but this the implications that it it helps down the line. So if it is, it comes down to one game. Well, guess what? Head to head, that's home field advantage for the Bills. So you really can't ask for you can't ask for much. My man Richard Forrest. what's up, Rich? Rich says, "Yo, not too bad, huh, Rico? The L against the Finns was terrible, man. I wish. Don't you wish you can go back and just like if it's not even go back, just go back to that last throw from Allen. Allen hits McKenzie. We're six and zero. We're six and zero. But you know what? I'll take that. Sometimes you gotta lose." some of those games to kind of get back on track, kind of humble yourself, if you will. And I think that's, uh, I think that's key. I think that's important, but um, uh, I'm loving, I'm loving every bit of, uh of how we've pretty much handled the first little bit. Excuse me, let me fix my camera here. The first little bit of our, of our, car, of our, uh, of our season, not bad at all. We'll take it. Now I do, uh I do, I, we got to talk about it, man, because I didn't really get a chance to talk about it. But I, I want to get into the good, the bad, the ugly. We're going to get into it early. And uh, I'm, I'm really, I'm really, I, I want your input. I want the chat's input. I want the live chat and those that are watching afterwards. I want your input on what stood out for you and what the good, the bad, the ugly was in this game. Because honestly, I can tell you there was there was a lot of good. There was some bad. And I'm hoping that so I can share some with you guys. And you guys might be able to it, point some things out uh, to me as well, and then the ugly, anything that stood out that was ugly in this game. And uh, I, I wavered on one, but I, I may bring it up. We also got to talk about you know what? milk carton candidate. who deserves the milk carton candidate of last game? And it sucks because when you win a game, you don't want to talk about the, you know what I mean who who was missing, but you got to because you got to talk about a good. And you got to talk about the things that you can improve upon, right? That's how you get better. But this is just a for fun thing for us as, as content creators to the viewers. We get to, we kind of get to talk about it on who we feel that deserves to be on the milk carton, who was missing. And we could talk about it. There's some, there's some candidates that could be on that, on that, uh, that milk carton. You know me say, let's, let's put that, let's put that carton back in the fridge for now. And we'll, we'll pour ourselves a glass of milk and we'll talk about it in just a moment. Yeah. <laughs> Mark says, yo, I see your, I see your, I see your mic has a little swag tonight. A little bit. I want to change it up a little bit. It was it was hanging too much for me. It was like, it was kind of like I had to always prop it up and prop it up. So I'm like, let me spin it upside down, see how that works.
3: I feel like I'm in the booth right now. I keep moving in and out like this. But we'll see. We'll see if it works. Now, let's move on to it. The good, the bad, the ugly. In this last Chiefs victory. Now, let's let's start off with the freaking obvious. Leslie
2: freaking Frazier. Leslie Frazier finally put, I mean, I I don't want to say finally, but you can tell that he had his fingerprint all up in that defense. You can tell that these guys were prepared. You can tell that these guys were ready. They were hungry. They were motivated. Everything that you needed this team to be, they were in this game. That was unbelievable. I mean, they, they played for one another, but I loved what Leslie Frazier's defense was able to do. Keep things in front of us and not very many big plays. You know the Kansas City Chiefs are capable of huge plays, and we kept the big plays to a minimum. That was huge because those are the things that usually break a game open, right? You get demoralized with a big pass or um a big uh, a missed uh, like i mean a big opportunity like that 69 yard reception from tyree kill last year big play now the one that we i mean i'm I'm not gonna sit and slide on this but the one big play that did have excuse me was and and i look at it i was like it's that it's the 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 juju smith schuster missed tackle where he went for like like for 40 yards that was the one that kind of burnt i was like oh i don't like that one Like he went for like what 40 yards something stupid like that yeah, 42 yards. That was the big play, but like typically we don't miss tackles like that. Right? So we kept the big plays to a minimum, and that was huge, right? So to me, I'm gonna give my man Leslie Frazier some some props, man. I gotta give him some props. I gotta give him some love. Um, he was cool. That was I love seeing what I saw from that. You know, you know what else I want to talk about? Shaq freaking Lawson. We got to give some love to Shaq Lawson with the, the limited amount of touches. That my man was able to um to really get going. He made he made some crucial plays. He got he got on there and actually had himself a sack with a great push, a great bull rush right into it. And it was beautiful because it was as if Von Miller was like, I'll meet you on the other side, but we're gonna stagger this thing, man. I'm gonna go around him a little bit, and then you're gonna jump in and just bull rush. And it actually works because if you guys know Mahomes, Mahomes is always constantly looking to see where he can escape. And there was no escape in this one. So Shaq Lawson, big love to Shaq Lawson. Next on that list. I was a little reluctant to, to give it to him, but you know what? When you, when you, when you seal the game with an interception and allow our, defense, our offense to get on the field and kneel that ball down, it's beautiful. And that goes to Teron Johnson. Teron Johnson, folks, he had a tall task. Right nickel corners, especially it's a very tough position to play. After listen, after quarterback, after playing quarterback, after playing maybe left tackle, the next toughest position to play is nickel corner, in my opinion, nickel corner, because you're you're listen, if you're a corner, at least you have the sideline. That's your buddy. When you're in the slot, there ain't you got nobody. You're you're it's you. So you got to have oily hips. You got to turn your hips quick. You got to have instincts. You got to study the film to know what's com- what's coming, what's coming your way. So, Teron Johnson, great freaking job, man! Seal the freaking game for us. Great job. Let's let's keep it coming. If you guys feel that there's anybody that stands up, I-, I can keep going. Someone said someone came. Uh, Bills fan twenty one says Yo, Hamlin's not quite the tackler that Hyde is, but he's covering the field well. Well, listen, there's two things that that can that can that can pop up on the radar if you will. If you're hearing Demar Hamlin's name often, sometimes some, I'd rather I'd rather not hear his name, let's put it that way. I'd rather not hear Demar Hamlin's name. That tells me that he's not a liability. We're not always calling your name like, "Oh, here's Demar Hamlin again." Demar Hamlin is is holding his own. He's holding his own, and we needed to see what Demar Hamlin could do with the likes of the Chiefs' offense coming his way, they know it's on Micah Hyde up there, so they could they could easily went at Demar Hamlin. Now, did he have some blemishes here and there? Of course, like anybody in this game, they did. But you got to give it you got to give credit to Demar Hamlin. Now, there's one there's one player that I got to give big big love to and big credit to. I don't know if you guys know who I'm going with. I'm gonna I'm gonna just get right into it right now, man. Kyer freaking Elam.
3: Kyer Elam. Let's, let's talk about it, man. Kaeyu Elam had an opportunity last week
2: to go up against George Pickens. And we know what happened. And he knows what happened. He knows what happened so well that when they asked him, like, man, you got that interception. Good for you. Your first interception in the league. How do you feel? He's like, and how do you grade yourself? Dude said F minus. So, you know, based on that response, he wasn't happy with his performance. And we know he had a tough day. He had a tough day. He got ragged on. There's no, there's no question about it. But in this league, in professional sports, when you have your off day, you don't, you don't sulk and, and boo-hoo. It's what can you do the next play or what do you do the next game? So knowing that George Pickens was all up in his, in his crawl space, he had an opportunity to step his game up. And the task wasn't going to get any easier. You had a better offensive play caller. You had a better quarterback by far, and you had, some, you had some weapons on that offensive side of the ball. So Kyrie Elam needed to step his game up, and guess what? He freaking did. He absolutely did. Not only did he stay with the play on the defense side of the ball, they're in zone, he covered his zone, and then zone turns into man. And when these guys get downfield, they turn into man, and you got you turned back. He stayed with his man and stayed disciplined the whole way through. And finish the play with the interception. But not only that. He was supportive on the run. He was supportive on, on getting around the football. Dude, you've got to give credit to Kyrie Elam. Because Pat Mahomes could have easily attacked Kyrie Elam knowing what he saw last week against the
3: Pittsburgh Steelers.
2: And Kyrie held his own. Gotta freaking love it. Good job, Kyrie Elam. Good job. And you're only learning and you're only getting better. Isn't that a beautiful thing? Good lord. Now, and here's the thing. Now, what makes this even, even cooler is that Kyer is getting all this experience. And by the
3: time that we play Green Bay, we might have number 27 back. And we've been talking about it for the last four weeks now.
2: What happens to this defense when Trey comes back? What happens to this defense? Do we go with the Dane Jackson slash Tre'Davious White combination, or do we keep the young rookie in there? And now you got Christian Bedford that's been getting some playing time. I mean, shoot, that's a hell that's a hell of a depth. The depth, like the depth uh, at this cornerback spot, is deep now. It's lovely. I'll take it. But it, it is going to be it's going to be fun to see Tre'Davious White work himself back in and give us that spark that we need. It's a beautiful thing. My man Josh Gavazzo, what's up, Josh? Josh comes in and says, yo, Elam is doing exactly what he needed to do, learning and getting better while being thrown into the fire and the fire he's been thrown into, and I think he's doing quite well. I think he's doing very well for himself. You got to give you gotta give him – you got to give <laughs> – you, you got to give that boy some credit, man. <laughs> my, man my man Jeff B's like, hey, y'all, look how Rico's smiling, man. Hey, it's a it's – a be- hey, listen, I didn't want to come in – I told y'all, I didn't want to come in on a Tuesday, or excuse me, on a Sunday after the game, sitting here not being able to dance. I wanted to be able to dance my little ass off and, and feel good and vibe out. And that the Bills gave me that opportunity. And I'm going to take it every time. They give it to us, damn it. But shout out to the defense. Shout out to Kyrie Elam. You know what I'm saying? And we got to keep it rolling because this defense was rolling, right? And I'm I'm sticking on the defense right now because we know what this offense can do. We absolutely know what this offense can do. It was can the defense hold up? Can the defense make a play? Can the defense turn the ball over? Can the defense give the ball back to the offense? The defense answered the bell. They answered the freaking bell. So you got to give those guys some love, man. They, they deserve it. And it, the, the bye comes at a perfect time. Get a big win and go rest up for Green Bay. And who knows what, what, what kind of team Green Bay is going to bring by the time they come to Buffalo. And the last time they came to Buffalo, It didn't end well for uh, for Aaron Rodgers. And we didn't have the team that we have right now. And Aaron Rodgers doesn't have the team that he had then.
3: So it just doesn't look good. (laughs) It doesn't look good. But you know what? I'll take that. Let's keep it moving. Good, the bad, the ugly. We're going to stick with the good. Vaughn freaking Miller. Vaughn freaking Miller. Miller time. My man held up
2: the end of his bargain. And that was getting after Pat Mahomes, staying disciplined, and what did it say? Don't blink. Well, nobody blinked. Nobody blinked. Everybody was on top of their business. And guess what? Our guy Von Miller comes in with two sacks and a final pressure on the quarterback that turned the ball into a sidearm throw that turns into a a freaking interception. Take it every time. I'll take it every single time. Von freaking Miller. Some folks might say $120 million was a lot of money. Was it? Absolutely it was a lot of money. Was it too much money? Well, is it ever too much money when the piece that you brought in to just get that team over the hump, or if I, I can put it this way, get the, the drop in the bucket that overflows, maybe he was the drop in the bucket. That's what we needed, but we needed to pay for it. I was on the, uh, the, the Buffalo Late Night Show yesterday. I didn't get a chance to, to bring this up. But somebody, uh, the question was, is it too much money? Shout out to my man, uh, Thomas DeLouse. Uh, is it too much money for a guy like Von Miller on this squad? And the answer is absolutely not. It's not enough money. All right. It's, it's just the right amount because of what he's bringing to the table. And then the comparison was, well, what about Mario Williams? Mario Williams at the time, like that was a lot of money. And we, do you we, we feel we overpaid? Well, here's the difference. Mario Williams came to a team that ain't nobody was checking for. Nobody was checking for the Buffalo Bills until Mario Williams came through. We're like, oh, snap, we scored a big-time free agent, paid him over $100 million. Like, we needed to do those things in order to attract and get Buffalo to where they are today, right? We needed to do those things. We needed to pay because before that, we weren't a franchise that 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 was giving out the shekels. The shekels were being kept in Mr. Wilson's pocket until we're like, all right, we gotta make something happen, baby. Let's go. we got to bring somebody on that's gonna spark this defense, spark the city, put some put some butts in the seats. You know how that is. So sometimes you gotta do what you gotta do. Now, we don't have that issue now. I mean, leave the, the butts in the seats is costing a damn arm and a leg for crying out loud. You wanna go to you wanna go to a Steelers game, a Bills game, tickets were going for like four hundred dollars At least for me, Canadian looking at what was going on. So like 300, 350 US. Yikes. Get used to it. But when you have stars like Von Miller, when you have stars potentially like OBJ, that's going to try to come through and and give us a spark, whether that happens or not, we'll see. One can only find out and we'll see. I got to give a big shout out to my man, Jeff King, coming in with a super chat and a big super chat at that. Shout out to my guy, Jeff King. Bing, biggity, bing. What's up, Jeff? Jeff, you're supposed to be in bed, man. What are you talking? What are you you doing, big fella? I appreciate you coming through, bro. Folks, I don't know how much time I have left on this earth. I have been blessed financially so I can donate more so than most. My point is, if you have an hour to spend on this show, you got 99 cents to donate. These guys give up their family time for us thanks to you and the guys. Dude, I did not expect that message from Jeff King. Jeff King, you are a real one, and it's much appreciated. And me, Jeff and I talk, and, I mean, he knows what goes on, and, and you guys see it as well, so I'm not going to just say Jeff does, but he, he, he's mentioned it many times to me that, man, it's not easy what you do. You spend time away from the family. A couple dollars your way does help. I appreciate you, Jeff. You are the man. And he's, and he's right. There's a lot of time that content creators spend away from the fam to do these type of things, and I appreciate it. And it doesn't go unnoticed appreciate you boss. And uh you know what? I'm going to I'm going to jump on that because uh we do we don't have much time on this on this earth. So that's why I want this freaking Super Bowl to come to Buffalo. This is the window. This is the freaking window. So whatever the hell we need to do, pay up and do whatever we need to do and get these guys coming to Buffalo to get that Super Bowl ring, I can just say okay, I got mine. Woo! I'm good. But until then, we need to get that we need to get that. We need to bring that thing to Buffalo. And I'll make my way. If I have to drive 22 freaking hours to freaking Buffalo and get there, I'm doing it. Facts. And I already told wifey, you're coming or you're not coming, but I'm going. Facts. And that's just what it is, man. So uh, much appreciated, Jeff King. You are you're a real one, man. And shout out to my man, Steven Printup. What up, Stephen Printup? Bing, biggity, big. Welcome to the big squad, my G. Stephen Printup, you've been watching for a long time, man. So I appreciate you. All love. Now, Josh, my man Josh comes in and says, I have a crazy idea. What do you think about easing Trey
3: back into a safety? Usually, now, usually if you want to ease
2: someone back into safety, it's because they've they've lost something, right? They've lost speed. They've lost athletic ability. They've lost agility. So then you can, to prolong their career, you move them back to safety. It happened to Rod Woodson. It happened to uh, Charles Woodson. And he made a career out of it. He made a second career out of it and Hall of Fame. So it happens. But I don't think Trey White is is there yet to to move him to safety. He's not there yet. And and guess what? Micah Hyde is coming back next year. So you'd be be creating uh, an unnecessary issue, in my opinion. Uh, But. It doesn't, uh, but it's not a bad idea. Those, but those things happen at the end of your career normally. Salute to you, Jeff B. I appreciate you, my G. I appreciate that super chat. No doubt about it. My man, Scott Blake comes in and says, Jeff King is correct. Thanks, Rico and the team. I appreciate y'all, man. Jeff, don't make this a, don't make this a, a bing, bing, bing type of night, <laughs> but I do appreciate it. That's no, there's no, there's no cap about that. And by the way, somebody said, yo, 22 hours. Yeah. For those that don't know, man, I live, I'm in Canada, man. And I used to live in Ontario. So Ontario, there was like a, it was a hop, skip and a jump. Six hour driving. I was in. I was in Buffalo. I'm a little. I'm a little uh, more east. I'm like above Quebec, New Brunswick, Nova Scotia. So I'm like I'm on an island almost. So I gotta freaking drive down to the Quebec side, or I could drive through Maine and then make my way out there. But I ain't trying to do that. But yeah, it, it would take me. It would take me like 22 hours, I think. But uh, yeah, man, it is what it is. Now, getting back to the, the the topic at hand, the what what was what stood out to us is good in this damn game. You know what I loved, and I'm gonna. This is this has nothing to do with uh, with the Bills. I love that Chiefs fans can't stand the fact that the Bills won this game in Arrowhead. I love it. That's the good because now they have a week to try to get their act together. I don't know who the Chiefs play next week, and I hope it's a tough game for them. I'm about to check it out right now, but I love the fact that Chiefs fans are just not absorbing. They're not accepting of the fact that we came in and handled business, and we did. And guess what? The, the job doesn't get easier for the freaking Chiefs, man. They go up against Jimmy Garoppolo and the 49ers defense. They just faced the number two defense. They're about to face the number one defense. And right now, points for points against, we are now the number one defense. And we have the number two defense. So they're, they're now about to face the former number one defense, now the number two defense in the San Francisco 49ers. Good freaking luck. Bro, the, the Chiefs face the 49ers, Titans, an improved Jaguars team, and they, they go back to the Chargers. Hopefully the Chargers are much better uh, than uh, they have been the last few times. And then they face the Rams and then the Bengals. <laughs> so one, two, three, four, five, six. The next six games for these Chiefs are not going to be easy. That are, that they're not going to be easy. So you know what? Maybe this loss... Throws them into a freaking spiral and they spiral out of control. This is where we're going to find out whether, whether Andy Reid can weather the storm and and Pat Mahomes can get these guys going, which I very much know that he will. But it'll be fun to watch the next six games for these guys Niners, Titans, Jaguars, Chargers, Rams. Ooh, we that's gonna be fun for them. It'll, it'll be fun for us to watch too. That is for damn sure. Much appreciated, man. So that those are the those are the one things that those are the, one of the few things that I, I wanted to touch on. Uh, so to my man, uh, Ben Jam, what's up, got Bam Jam? I appreciate that. Super chat. That's love. Real talk. My man, truth to heart says, yo, Bedford and Jackson will be our future safeties. Hamlin will be rotational for both. I can see. You know what? That's a great point about Benford. Benford is the is the one guy that he took some reps at safety in camp. So do not be surprised or shocked if you see him transition to that position um, while Kyer develops into a a corner, a number one corner, or the 1A corner next to Trey, and then Bedford moves and slides his way back. That would would be very good, and he's a great zone corner. So that transition would be a chef's kiss. Great freaking point, truth to hearts. So look for that. Now, it may not happen anytime soon, but the next two to three years, look to see that. My man Z Mad Mafia says, Yo, damn, Nova Scotia entering the dark side, Rico. Yeah, man, I'm way up there, way up there, man. Shout out to my man John Hare for that super chat. I appreciate you, John. Johnny, appreciate that love. Z Mad says, Yo, same here, Rico. They are full of excuses, and I'm actually glad we, we lost because it was only by four. I know, right? We only you guys only beat us by four, so that's what it is. get out of here, man. L is an L. When we got trounced by the freaking Colts, it was a big. Lost. We lost. We just got beat down. But you know what? We chalked it up as an L. That's it. You know what I'm saying? We know we got our we got our butts kicked, but it was a, it was an L nonetheless. It was only by one. It was only by four. <laughs> you feel me? And we we as Bills fans can't do the same because we lost by two. Oh, we only beat us by two. Nah, we lost. You know what I'm saying? We had our opportunity right there to, to actually take that game, but we lost. It's just what it is, man. It's just what it is. Shout out to my man Dog26. What up, dog? Now, offensive side of the ball. Josh Allen. I got a play to show you guys. I got something to show you guys. And before I show you guys, Teddy Bandana. What's up, Teddy Bandana? Josh was literally head and shoulders, knees and toes above the opposition with that hurdle. That hurdle was something else, man. That hurdle was something else. And that hurdle was the hurdle heard around the world. And Josh Allen's not used to, is not, is not new to hurdling cats and putting and dropping his nuts on their foreheads. He's not. He did it to Anthony Barr, he did it to to Snead, and then uh, the next uh, next the next uh, victim was Justin Reed. I believe that was Justin Reed. Nuts on the forehead. That I mean, listen, man. Don't get used to it. That's all I want to say. Don't get used to Josh dropping his nuts on your forehead. It's embarrassing. Take those things off. Stop doing it to us, man. And he he loves to choose. <laughs> he loves to choose the freaking. The, uh, the Chiefs, the Chiefs are, are, are his favorite team to just jump over. It's like he times it, times it just right. Corners, safeties, get your act together. Because if you, if you you get caught slipping, guess what's getting dropped on your forehead? Josh is nuts. You don't want that. <laughs> you don't want that. I, it, it's, not, it's not one of those because it gets replayed on Sports Center all day long. Don't do it. Don't do it. Keep your head up. Head on a swivel. You know what I'm saying? Square up. Because <laughs> if you don't, you know what's coming your way it's my says yo been saying benford to be safety man good call uh truth to hearts yeah man and the thing is it's not news it's not news it, it's something that was forgotten and i'm and i'm glad truth to hearts reminded us because that's what's going to be initially the transition it's going to transition into him being in that in that position so um and we'd be we'd be in great hands it, it it'd be unfortunate because obviously we'd be losing uh micah Hyde, obviously to contract actually getting you know what i'm saying expired and they don't bring him back or he never plays again which i hope that doesn't happen or he just straight out you know what i'm saying he gets a contract somewhere else and then you move on with the new that's the thing that sucks me because i love this nucleus that we have right now i love jordan poyer i love Micah hyde matt milano Tredavis, like the whole crew you wish you can keep them all together but that's just not the way the business works unfortunately it's just what it is <laughs> yo, Swester, yo, Rico, this is a family show. I know, I know, I gotta, I gotta chill out. I gotta chill out. But, uh, but nonetheless, man, folks, this, this is the, this is, this is the Josh Allen that we have, man. Josh Allen is that dude. Josh Allen ha- is the guy, like, think about it, folks. How lucky are we? Right. And somebody, uh, somebody on my, um, on my Twitter hit me up and was like, yo, and he, there was a, a tweet from Colin Cowherd last year talk uh, excuse me not last year the in 2018 and he was talking about all the rookie quarterback quarterbacks that were coming out and he was giving a high end high star ceiling and a floor and they gave josh allen's ceiling as jay cutler and his floor as jamarcus russell and because it was his inaccuracy and He's just not accurate. he didn't play anybody in college. He went to Wyoming. you know all that stuff, right and and I couldn't believe and I was re- I was looking at this over again, and uh, my tweet was like, yeah, I can kind of see where he says Jay Cutler because I could really see some jay cutler and and mind you i was I was ready for the bills to draft Josh Rosen, so I didn't think that Josh, Allen would be coming our way, but anyway, lo and behold, it ended up being that way, but guess who we had as the top quarterback, and he said that ceiling was like Brett Favre in the, the floor was like another Hall of Famer. It was something ridiculous. But like how crazy is that? And you look at the quarterbacks right now, and Josh is the cream of the crop. Josh Rosen's probably gonna be out of the seat out of the league by the end of this year or the next. Who knows what's gonna happen with Sam Darnold? He's nursing an injury. Maybe he's the next he's the next quarterback for Whoever needs a quarterback right now, I have no idea. I'm not, I'm not thinking right now. And then you got Baker Mayfield. That's probably gonna be out of this league if he doesn't smarten up in the next two to three years. Josh is at the top of his game, and Colin Coward was sitting here saying he's gonna be a Jamarcus Russell, low end, and high-end Jay Cutler. Boy, has he surpassed those two bums. My goodness. But anyway, I digress. Uh the, the great thing about this game was Josh Allen was just poised he was not rattled he threw that the 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 fumble to um to McKenzie they didn't get rattled they stayed the course and they came back and they made things work you freaking love to see it you love to see it unbelievable I gotta give I gotta give love to Devin freaking Singletary Devin Singletary had 85 yards rushing he had 22 yards receiving and touched the ball 17 times. And this was a game that I didn't anticipate that we'd be running the rock a lot. I know that we went down from Zach Moss. We in, it made him inactive. But boy, did we not see... Did you guys see Devin Singletary having a game, the, the game that he had today? Uh, excuse me, on Sunday? Because I didn't see it. But boy, was it refreshing. It was refreshing to see the Kane Corso himself, Devin Singletary, at least look, Look, he was getting what five yards a pop. And you wonder, why don't we give the guy the ball more often? Do you want to know what conversations is being had right now in, in Kansas City? People are getting annoyed with the running back by committee and they want less of Clyde Hilaire and more of Pacheco. And that's a conversation that's happening. Just give him the rug. Why are we giving? Sounds familiar, doesn't it? But the, the rumblings get louder. When the team loses, when the team loses, so luckily for us, we were able to have a balanced game. They we kept them guessing. We ran for what? We ran for 125 yards, and we kept them to 68. So for it, it, you you got to give credit to where credit is due, and that's to Aaron Cromer. That's the offensive line, and that is to the discipline and the and the motivation. Of Devin Singletary. And I keep saying this. I'm going to say it again. It's beneficial to us. The coaching staff. The team. The offensive line. The offense. To give Devin Singletary the ball. Why? Because he's in the last year of his contract. So if the team does not decide to pick him up. At least he's putting film. Out there for somebody else that wants to grab him. That feels that he's good enough. Problem is. That free agency group. Coming next year is a big one. That is a big one. There is quite a few guys on that list that you'd be like, I didn't realize that, that that's how many guys were going to be on that list. There's some big boys on there. Josh Jacobs being one of them. Whew, watch out. So, shout out to Devin Singletary. Shout out to Reggie Gilliam. Listen, there were, I could keep going, man. Stefan Diggs was that dude. Gabe Davis was that dude. Dawson Knox. I got to give a shout out to Dawson Knox. Dawson Knox has been going through things emotionally and we as fans, fanatics, we want to root for our team, but we tend to neglect, forget that, yo, know, we 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 feel. And right now, Dawson Knox may not be 100%. It may not be for a while. He may be there in body, but maybe his mind is not there because he just lost his baby brother. What, less than like two months ago? Three months ago? He lost his baby brother. So like that's tough in itself and you're still you're you're still grieving you're still you're still trying to like show that you're, t- you're you can be there for your team but like deep down man you might not be right until next year emotionally and that affects the game but the fact that this guy's trucking through he's 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 battling through it get a big shout out to Dawson Knox and I love the way this team is rallied around him and being the supportive big bros, younger bros, whatever the case is, they're all brothers on that squad. But the fact of the matter is this: my man was able to make a play at the end of the game to seal it. And who better to seal it against a big team like that than Dawson Knox? That's a that's huge. And everybody rallied around him, man. There was, you didn't see no dancing, and it was like, "Good job, baby. You deserve this one." And hopefully, this is what this is what kind of gets you know. What I'm saying him going, but man. If you've ever lost a close family member, you know what it is, and try to perform and do your job. and It's hard, man. And the fact that he was able to do that, f- kudos to you. But he's a millionaire. Millionaire aside, fam. I bet you he'd give up all those millions to get his brother back. Guaranteed. You know what I'm saying? So kudos to Dawson Knox. Great freaking job, man. And this whole offense. this The whole good was this team. This team, great job. Now let's get to a little tougher. Let's get to something a little tougher. We talked about the good, and there's a lot of good. The, old, the offensive line, I gotta, I can't even stop about talking about the offensive line. Offensive line, they only allowed a one one sack to Josh Allen. They kept Josh Allen relatively clean all game long. Was Josh running for his life a couple times? A couple times, but that's what Josh, that's Josh's game. You gotta get you get him out of the pocket. It's, it's dangerous for you. That's why I call him the boogeyman. Can't keep him in the pocket. And if he gets out of the pocket, you're done. If you try to keep him from throwing and you want him to run, he will run. He will hurdle you. He will jump. He will dance around you. He will do it all to you. The guy's just that good. Before I get to the bad, I got one more good that I got to play. I don't know if you guys saw this, but I need to play this this clip for you guys. And this, I could not, I don't know about you guys, but I could not believe how Josh Allen was able to make this play happen. And we're going to replay this a couple times because I want you to know, I, I don't know what you guys do when I watch film or watching a play and I'm I watch like that guy. Okay, how did he do on that play? Okay, cool. How did that guy do it? Oh, I can't say. Okay, and I look at everybody's everybody's play and I see what's going on and check this out. Tell me what you guys see. And
3: if you guys agree with me where you're like, holy crap, how did he do this? Check this out. Do you remember this play? I'm like, oh, he's done. How the heck did he get up? Stutter step and then makes it for the first down. Dude, the dude is
2: just nasty. I slowed that down for people to see this. There's a couple more things things I want to show you in this play, right? Get that first down. So let me play that again. Now, did you guys freak out the way I freaked out when that play happened? Let's go again. Josh Allen's in the pocket, doesn't like what he sees.
3: Steps up the pocket, almost gets tackled there. Starter step, almost gets tackled there. Too strong. You know what I'm saying? Look look at this,
2: man. Unreal. Now, here's the other thing that I want you to pay attention to. Pay attention to 26. You see 26? He's picking up Josh Allen. Pay attention to Devin Singletary on this play, right? I'm going to set it up. Pay attention to the top of the screen a little bit. You're going to see a guy with dreadlocks. That's Nick Bolton. Nick Bolton is one of their best defenders, if not the best second best defender on that team behind Chris Jones. Watch Devin Singletary on this pass block that made this play happen. Check this out. Devin Singletary,
3: pop. Did you see the dreadlocks? That's Devin Singletary, boy. That's Devin Singletary. Let me me stop that for a second.
2: Devin Singletary steps up in the pocket and pops Nick Bolton. Stops him dead in his tracks and put him on his ass. And then Devin Singletary is the first guy over
3: to help his quarterback up. Let's play that shit again. Watch it. Pop. Still with him. Puts him on his ass, and here comes Devin Singletary to help out. Un-freaking-real. Unreal. Dude. Devin Singletary, I don't know, you, it's, it's so fast that you can't
2: really see it when you're watching it live. But that was, when I, when I watched it again, I was like, you gotta be freaking kidding me. Who the hell picked up, that was Devin Singletary? Stud. And Nick Bolton is a freaking star in this league. Thank you very much. Bolton has been a stud this year. He he was a stud last year as a rookie. And he's going to be a star for a long time. They picked up a good one out of Missouri. But Josh Allen, when Josh Allen got out of that play, I was like, how does he do it week after week after week? He does it every time. That's why he is the truth. Josh Allen is the freaking truth, man. There's nothing this guy did. Like, listen, I'm telling you, he's the, the most dangerous man on the field. And Lamar Jackson is a dangerous man. But I'm telling you right now, when you got a true dual threat in Josh Allen, he's the boogeyman. He's scary. Can't stop that man, man. Do what you want, but he's going to find a way. Either he runs it, throws it, buys himself time, rolls out. He can do it all, man. It's the boogeyman. Shout out to my man, Josh Allen, man. That play was nasty. And Devin Singletary, shout out to you on that pass block, man. That's how you pick up a blitz. That's how you earn the trust of your quarterback. You earn the trust of your quarterback when you can do things like that. My man Sweat says, yo, motor is not going anywhere. He's good. He's going to be re-signed. No CMC for the Bills. We don't know that yet, but we'll talk about it. Because, I mean, there's, there's, there's a talent difference between those two guys. those two guys, and we both know that. We both know that. And by the way, shout out to my man, Reef. Reef, salute to you. Thank you for that super chat. Never goes unnoticed, my guy. Appreciate that. Mortar is strong. Boy, that Mortar is strong. But you saw what he did last year. He put on some weight. He put some mad weight on for these moments right here. When you have a freaking linebacker like Nick Bolton coming your way, she. I'm telling you right now, man. By the way, do me a favor. Listen to my man, the Chameleon Tech. He says, yo, smash that like and give a hit hit that thumbs up real quick and i appreciate that by the way we got three just shy of 400 people watching right now do me a favor smash that like while you guys are in here if you guys have not subscribed subscribe to the channel and let's keep moving now let's get to the tough part of the show we talked about the good we talked about the bad and we're gonna talk about the bad excuse me so let's get to it now before we get into that uh we got to talk about our friends that we partnered up with which is the bet us if you guys have not jumped onto the Bet US, jump on there and uh, and and see what you can do, see what bets you can kind of parlay and uh, and make some and make some money. And if you can make some money off of that, uh, we are partnered up with BetUS. Sign up and get a bonus of 125. percent You want to put up 50 grand, you want to put up excuse me, 50 grand. If you got that money, sh- sh- do that. But you want to put 50 bucks up, you want to put for 24, 24, 500 bucks, do that. Use our code BF125. And let's see what you got. At the end of the show, we're going to go through our pick and see how we fared uh, this week. And I don't want to just talk about it. I mean, I could just read what I just read to you. But, folks, if you guys don't want to take advantage of it, that's fine. But guess what? For those that do, you can parlay. You can do a whole bunch of things. You can do long-term bets. But you know what? Parlays is the way I roll. When I use the bet... And I think that might be something you might want to look into. Check this out. Football is back. And so is betus.com for our 28th year of NFL action with live in-game betting, incredible odds with daily
0: odds, boosters, props, parlays, fast payouts, and exceptional customer service. BetUS has it all. Sign up today at betus.com.
2: BetUS, where the game begins. BF125, that's the code to use, and uh, jump in on that, bet US. Now, let's jump into next topic, folks. It is the bad, the good, the bad, and we got to get into the bad. So, I listen, it's not popular. It's not popular, but you know me. I'm not going to be a cookie cutter just because I'm a Bills fan, and I'm just going to talk about the good things and never talk about the bad. We got to talk about the bad, and let's talk about Not the 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 not so great game that my guy, and I hate to say it because that's my guy, but and and I and I can guarantee you he's he knows that he didn't have
3: a great game, and I think you guys know who I'm talking about. And that was Isaiah McKenzie. Isaiah McKenzie, tough game,
2: tough game for my man McKenzie. Um, and let me listen. We could we could we know what the deal was, right? We got the the fumble. And that was a, it was a tricky one. When I looked at the play again, I don't know whether it was, it was obviously an option for Josh to kind of fake, and then maybe it was a second fake to McKenzie. It was like an option. And I guess Josh was like, no, nah, I'm just going to give it to you. And McKenzie clearly wasn't paying attention. Hit him right in the chest. Fumble, turnover, and right in the red zone. We cannot afford to turn the ball over against a team like the Chiefs in the red zone. That's where you make your money. That's your money zone. And we 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 blundered that, man. We blundered that. And we gave the ball up. So um we can't have that. M- McKenzie right there. So, all right, all is forgiven. We can get past that. All good. Fourth and one. We need this touchdown. We're on the we're still in red zone, baby. We're still in red zone. You can redeem yourself. Isaiah McKenzie runs a shallow route. By himself wide open. Trips on his own two feet. Trips on his own two feet. Ugh. And that's when you know it's in your head now because you're by yourself. You do this every day. This is pitch and catch. And I'm telling you right now, I'm sure he was pissed with himself because I know I was. I was like, no, you got to be kidding me. What? How did that
3: happen? It happens. Unfortunately, you don't want it to, but it did. Trips over his own feet. Then he had another big drop in the game. And then he
2: got absolutely creamed by justin reed and i felt for him i was like oh boy that was a big hit it was just a rough day for my guy mckenzie and he knows that and i gotta give him that title like it was it was it was bad play by mckenzie and something something like that happens and you know what john you said st- you still said it man i still love little dirty and i do that's that's he's one of my favorite bills on the squad you still have i still have love for her but that was a bad game he had a bad game there's no question about it there's no question about it you know what i'm saying so Here's another one. McKenzie, not a great game. He knows that we're going to put him in the bad category. Here's my next one. Saran freaking Neal. OMG. Now, I don't know if you guys saw the uh there was a Gabe Davis mic'd up. And uh Gabe Davis is mic'd up. I don't know if you guys have saw it, if you guys have seen it yet, but uh there was a clip where he goes, "Hey, you got a big assignment today, something of that nature. You got a big assignment today, man. Get, let's go get it. Let's go get it. So that was the plan. And I and I recall that was the plan last year. Sirron Neal had a lot of playing time in that game because he bodies up extremely well with the likes of Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey's is a big boy. I think he's like 6'4", 6'3", 6'4". So he's a big fella. So you need someone that's got the speed and that's got the, the size and strength to stay with him. And that is Mr. Sirron Neal. So Saran Neal had a tall task ahead of him, and it's not easy. You're going up against the best tight end in the game. against Also, you're going up against one of the best quarterbacks in the game, you know what I mean, one and two in Pat Mahomes. So you got a great tandem, and those two were on the money last, last game with four touchdown passes to Saran Neal, excuse me, to Mr. Uh, Travis Kelsey. And Saran Neal drew that assignment. He had a holding call on third and long, right? He also had a pass interfere, another hold. He had three, hold- two holding calls, and he had a, uh, there was a one egregious penalty that he had. I was like, oh my God, number 33. If I hear the ref say 33 once again, I'm going to lose
3: it. Saran so Neal had a rough day, but, but, You got to give him credit because Travis Kelsey was kept out of the end zone.
2: Travis Kelsey was kept out of the end zone. Now, did he have a big game? Absolutely. Eight catches for 108 yards. He had a a 25-yard long. That was a big catch from him, and that was early in the game. But for the most part, he he was kept out of the end zone. So I want to give Saran Neal some props there because you're not typically on the field to Get some coverage snaps, but you did this game. You had some rough moments, but you had a tall task. But I still got to give you that in this category of bad because there that third and long was killer. I was, we got after the quarterback. We were on Pat Mahomes, and he's so hard to he's so hard to defend already. And then you're giving them free plays. Nah, that didn't, that didn't, I didn't that didn't slide with me at all. I was not happy with that. So Saran Neil, you're part of my bad, my guy. I'm sorry. I gotta put you there. But I know you know. I know you know. So let's keep it real. I mean, the whole world saw that. Three flags. I think he he finished the game with four penalties. Four penalties. And we had, what, six penalties that whole game? Half of it went to freaking Serrano. Rough. Shout out to my man Carl Tolman. What's up, Carl? Carl comes in and says, hey, Isaiah McKenzie had a rough day, but he is a gamer and coming off of a concussion. The bye week comes at the right time, and he will be back balling versus Green Bay. There's no question. I know he's going to be back because he wants to make up for that. He definitely wants to make up for that. Shout out to my man, Mr. Lipset. What's up, Mr. Lipset? What's happening, bro? What's up, neighbor? By the way, I got to tell you the this, this story of, of, uh, of Andrew Lipset. Listen, this guy right here. So I, I moved obviously to Canada, I moved to Nova Scotia. I, I didn't, I guess he didn't realize, we didn't realize that we were neighbors pretty much. He lived down the street and I'm going for a walk and he noticed I was wearing a, a BF gear and, I, and he, we were sitting there and he goes, Are you on Twitter? I was like, Yeah. And we made that connection. In my own freaking neighborhood, and I moved to a province that I'm not even familiar with, and we got Bills fans in the neighborhood. So shout out to my man, Mr. Lipsy. What's up, man? Anyway, moving on, folks. Saran Neal, Isaiah McKenzie. If you guys were to pick somebody else or a situation, it could be a play that you like, oh, that play was horrible. Anything that stood out to you in this game that was bad, let me know, because I have one more person that I got to put on this list that was bad for me, and then we can talk about a few other things. Z Mad Mafia says, hey, I honestly didn't like all the hate for McKenzie, though. Can't just give up on guys because they have a bad game. Terrible game, but the man is perfect fit in the receiver room. I know he'll bounce back. Oh, he'll definitely bounce back. He's one of the leaders on the team. If you watch that, um, that mic'd up with Gabe Davis, he's the one that's firing up the receivers. All right, guys, we got to know what we got to do. We're not trying to be how it was last year. Let's go. So, nah, ain't nobody hating on my man McKenzie. It's always love, but he did have a bad game. There's no question about it. There's no question about it. So any any did anything stand out to you that was bad, into your opinion, Maurice Anderson? What's up, Maurice? Maurice says yo, the McKenzie fumble. Josh admitted that it was it was a screen to the other side, but it was gonna get blown up. So he he ad libbed and Dirty had no idea it was coming his way, and that's what see and that's what it looked like. That's why we can't get on him too hard. So really, that's on Josh. That's on Josh. Josh, you got to keep that. You got to keep that. Then you got to eat that or throw it out of bounds or do something. Right. And it, it everybody was was getting on McKenzie because if McKenzie, it, it didn't make sense to me because if McKenzie were ready for it, I it just made sense. He would have been he would have had his eyes ready for it. And it and you saw what happened. So that makes complete sense. I'm so glad that I read that Maurice. Thank you for that. Um, but, yeah, it happens, man. You got to You got to ad lib quickly. But sometimes you got to ad lib. You got to tell people you're ad libbing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Audible, audible like here's a, you know, Omaha, Omaha, do something. You know what I mean? But if it's on the fly, it's on the fly. You you might as well just eat that and just take that side. So that turnover was on on Josh. But it looks like it was on McKenzie. But it is what it is. I mean, at least there was an explanation for it. But that makes more sense. Less hate should go McKenzie's way. Not that we hate him. We love McKenzie. It's just it was a rough game for him in the first place. But it started off with that one. Everybody thought it was his fault. Like, nah, McKenzie, you bum. But it wasn't his fault. So we we have to redact what we said about Mr. McKenzie in that moment. (laughs) take back take back everything we said um but i got one more person anybody stand out to you that was bad i would love to i'm trying to read some of the comments as i'm scrolling and to see anybody if that's that's seen my that's going to look at my anybody that stands out uh penalties penalties was a bad that's for damn sure uh let me go to the team stats and team stats i didn't like the amount of penalties that we gave up sarah neal had half of them um but we had how many penalties? Penalties. Looking at the uh, the, pen- the penalties,
3: uh, where were we at? Where were we at? Where were we at? Seven penalties for thirty-five yards, and guess what? Three or four of them were Saran Neels.
2: So relatively, we were all right, but there were some crucial holds and some crucial penalties that we had. We're like, oh my gosh, I wish I could have that back. I wish I could have that back. But for the most part, seven penalties for thirty-five yards, not bad, but they came at crucial moments. That's that's the tough part. That is definitely the tough part. Uh, but penalties were definitely bad. So let me get into my bad. I'm going to tell you right now, man. If you guys saw, hold on. I got some Super Chats coming in. So let me get to the Super Chats first. Uh, salute to my man, Mark Luciano. What's up, Mark Luciano? What's happening, bro? I appreciate that Super Chat. Doesn't go unnoticed. It's much appreciated. Thank you so much. Um, I got my man Space Oddity comes in and says, yo, Red Zone has been bad in general. Thank you so much for bringing that up because I'm going to bring this one up uh, before I talk about the player that I'm going to talk about. Um, red zone, we gotta get better. We gotta get better. We were two for four in the red zone. Obviously, the fumble hurts. Uh, I'm confident that we would have scored in there, but we've got to be better. We gotta capitalize, man. We gotta capitalize, especially when we work so hard to get there. We we put the plays together, we put great plays. Ken Dorsey puts up fantastic calls, and we get to the red zone, and then we then we then we we falter, and that's when we that's when we fizzle out. We can't fizzle out, that's where we get strong, we get stronger up there. I know it was a big deal for us to work in the red zone when Brian Dable was here last year and we shouldn't stop. That should be, that still should be the way we do things. It should be very important to us. um, But um, I get it, man, that those, those red zones, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta capitalize the red zone. We have to capitalize in the red zone. All right. Uh, Matt Montgomery. What's up? Uh, Matt Montgomery comes in and says, yo, the ugly, the chief scoring 12 with 12 seconds. Oh, dude, that, that, listen, don't steal my thunder, bro. I shouldn't have clicked on your shit. I shouldn't have clicked on your shit, but we're going to talk about that. Um, Listen, man, let me just get right
3: to the bad. I don't know if you guys. Steven Printo. Steven freaking Printo. What's so special about Hero Bread's
0: soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net-carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.
1: Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it?
0: When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense.
1: You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.
2: Now, you mentioned Brown, but I'm not going to mention Brown because of his injury. I'm going to mention Brown because if you watch, like, go back and watch the highlights. Because, I mean, not everybody has, not everybody has, you know, all 22. But go back and watch highlights or just go back and watch the condensed version if you have the opportunity. And just take 10 minutes of watching just 79. 79 is an absolute mauler in the run game. He he just swallows people, man. The guy just, he's that big. But when it comes to the pass rush, I, I really hope he's, he works on that craft because, man, we are going to need that man because he, he, was getting, he was getting, man, he was getting disposed, man. And we're going up against guys like Chris Jones. I know they're good. They, they can roll. But you got to be better, Spencer freaking Brown. Every time that you saw Josh kind of roll out, take a look. Seven nine was there. 7-9, me. <laughs> Rico's giving us some homework. I'm just saying, just take a look. I ain't no, I'm no film guy. I promise you that I'm not a film guy, but when I see some shit, it's easy to see it because you're like, yo, what happened there? Why did Josh like have to get rid of the ball so quickly? How did he, why did he have to step up the pocket so quickly? What happened? Oh, 79, of course. So second year player, I know he's going to get better, but we, we, we need to expedite that. Let's get that. Let's get that going quickly. You know what I'm saying? We need that big fella. We need, we need you to, we need you to around to protect number 17 because you let one of them things slide man and something happens boy we going we going to whoop your ass <laughs> you know what I mean all of Bill's mafia is going to be on your ass you better protect number 17 gary gosh what's up gary what's happening bro thanks for that super chat i appreciate that you know that rico if isaiah is watching he should know we love him there's that's facts that's big time facts selfless he's here um <laughs> he's here below market money committed to us we're committed to him we know we we know what he can do. Battling injury, a big part of this team. Number six, Buffalo. I love that. Garrett Gottschall. There's no there's no doubt about that. He's still beloved by Bills. Still beloved, and that's the reason why he's still here because they brought him back because he means something to not only the city of Buffalo but he means something to the guys in the locker room. You need that light heart. You know, what I mean, beautiful soul type of guy in the in the locker room, right? That keep things light. You need that. You can't have everybody all you know serious all the time. You need a guy like Isaiah McKenzie. So Gary gotcha great point. We still love him there's no there's no love lost there's no love lost. That's for damn sure now,
3: with mister and and this is not new because when Spencer Brown over the summer had to deal with an injury,
2: David Questenberry was in on that side, even in preseason. He was holding it down on the right tackle, and guess what? He played the rest of the game in crunch time, and he did just fine. I'm not saying he was way better than spencer brown but spencer brown we committed on a third round draft pick on you we'd love to see that continue you know what i'm saying we want to see you develop even more and he's got so much damn potential but man oh man pass blockability is rough he's got to work on that but he did have some good pass pro here and there but for the most part man he had a rough day he had a rough day and then the injury happened but i have to keep it real man so saran neal spencer brown Isaiah McKenzie. Those were the three, the the bat in terms of player player playing and their their ability. I got to give it to them. Uh, when it comes to you know, saying part of the game, listen, let's talk about it, man. Red zone. We've got to be better in the red zone. We can't turn the ball over. That was a silly turnover by by Josh, but we know that we can fix that because obviously it was he was an audible. And last but not least, man, penalties, man. We got to we got to take away those stupid penalties. We got to be disciplined, straight up and down, man. Uh, my man, Mickey. Uh, Mikey M says, yo, Rico, man, that was one hell of a game, man. Honestly, what gets me excited, though, is the fact that our defense isn't even fully back yet. And let's not forget trade deadline time. How much better can we get Super Bowl? Let me ask y'all a question, man. Do you think Brandon Bean pulls off a trade before trade deadline? Do you think he's working the phones right now? And if he is. Where is he working the phones? For what position? Where? Like, And we talked about this all offseason. We are the most complete team in the NFL. When you look at what we have on the defense side of the ball, when you look at what we have on the offense side of the ball, when you look at what we have on special teams, when you look at what we have overall on this team, where is it that you feel that we need to trade somewhere to upgrade this position? Where is it? Do you feel that it's still the running back position? Is it still running back? Do you guys feel that running backs is the, is the spot that we can improve? Did Devin Singletary not prove to you that maybe he's the guy with that performance that he had against the Chiefs? I'm not saying he is. I'm just putting it out there. What are your thoughts? Do we need to improve at the running uh, the receiver position? I think we're stacked at receiver in my honest opinion. You got Dawson Knox, Isaiah McKenzie, Khalil Shakir, the rookie. Gabe Davis, baller, Stefan Diggs. That that he's hip. He is hip. So the receiver room, you're set. What about the defensive line? I think we have one of the best defensive lines in the game, if not the best. Do you need to improve anywhere in there? Nope. Do you trade for a safety? Do you go somewhere that's like so a team that's just getting ready to get rid of people and they're, they're rebuilding? Like, I don't, I don't know who the safeties are I, it, with the Panthers. But do you look at the Panthers? Are you looking at somewhere that needs to get rid of an extra safety? What is the deal? Do you not want to see DeMar Hamlin develop? Because that's how how budding stars are made. When an opportunity arises where a player goes down, he's hurt, whatever. Somebody else steps up and you're like, holy crap. This
3: is the best thing that's ever happened to this team. What the hell happened? Ike Barker goes down. Here comes Ryan Bates. Ryan Bates is that dude.
2: And then you're like, holy crap. And then guess what? Ryan Bates gets himself a little contract, and now he's starting lineman on this team. So where is it that we need to improve? Is it a linebacker? Do we need a third linebacker just just in case? What about a nickel corner? Are we happy with our corners? But they're rookies. We need a veteran. Well, we got Xavier Rhodes right on the sideline. So where is it that we need to improve? It's very difficult. I think the one place would be the running back room. If we need to improve somewhere, not that there's an issue with it because it's not broken, where is it that we improve? It's just very little place. There's very little room. Do we do
3: we trade for a backup quarterback? Are we happy with Case Keenum? Oh, we got Barkley sitting on the sidelines. Bro.
2: Yeah, so my man said, yo, I forgot about we got Xavier Rhodes. Yeah, we got Rhodes is sitting right there. He's sitting right on the sideline. We brought his ass in, ready to play, and then he's like, oh, shit, my hamstring. My bad, guys. I'm going to pick up that check, though. I'm going to still get paid. <laughs> Real talk. What's up, Marshall? Marshall comes in and says, hey, hey maybe trade Jay Kumro back to Green Bay. They have a few safeties, then we can get, good, we can get a good one uh, from there before. It's a possibility. You'd have to bring someone in that could immediately contribute, that doesn't need to like go over the playbook and, and really learn this and that. Like To go after a receiver right now would be really tough. Not that we need one. But maybe OBJ ends up coming. We'll talk about OBJ in just a moment. But to me, those were the three bad that I wanted to stand out. Um, and uh, nothing really stood out. I mean, this was a solid game. We knew it was going to go back. To, it was going to go down to the wire. That's the Bills' chief. You know what I'm saying? It's one of this. It's one of those things. Now, let's get to the ugly. Let's get to the obviously the the elephant in the room. Ugly. How in the hell? I'm not going to spend too much time on this because I I, I lost my shit. Uh, On the post game about this. But how in the heck can we allow the same freaking scenario to take place once again in Arrowhead when you know what's coming and you have to make a decision? And we let that, we let that field goal happen again. Same scenario. Shame on McDermott. Shame on the players. Because this is, this, is, this is on everybody. Shame on the whole damn team. Shame on the whole damn team. Anytime that you're on the sideline, if you play football, if you're on the sideline, and the ball's in the air, the whole sideline's saying, ball! Right? So the DB knows the ball's in the air, I can look. Right? What happens when, when a fumble happens? Fumble! Everyone yells, fumble. So you can be vocal on the sideline. Where am I going with this? I'll tell you where I'm going with this. You see, there's 12 seconds on the clock. Right? Yo, bump fucking Kelsey. Find him and freaking jam him at the line. Do something. Yell something, man. My goodness. We let these guys do two plays and boom, 62-yard field goal. Now, the 62-yard field goal is an anomaly. Not everybody's hitting 62-yard field goals like that. Butker nailed it. When I say he nailed it, that boy could have hit another.
3: He could have hit it from 67 if he really wanted to. But my goodness, man. You let freaking one,
2: uh, one player out of all players, you let Travis Kelsey catch the ball and quickly go down and give these guys an opportunity to freaking kick a field goal. Oh, my. I, I was
3: yelling at my screen. Absolutely yelling at my screen. Because I'm like, this is, this is unacceptable. Unacceptable. Golly, man. Yo, that shit made me sick. But that was the ugly. That's what stood out to me. That was hideous. I was like, nah, this can't be. <laughs>
2: Listen, Gabe Davis scores a touchdown, 16 seconds left on the clock. By the time that I'm like, there's no way we're going to kick this football and there's going to be 13 seconds left on this clock. It better not happen. It better not. And it gets down to 12. You're like, you got to be kidding me. Could you? Could, did, weren't you guys in shock when you saw, are you freaking kidding me, 12 seconds on the clock? You're, you're shitting me. Is this a joke? All right, guys. You guys know what to do. Wait a minute, Teron Johnson just missed a tackle. This looks awfully familiar, and I don't like this feeling that I'm getting in my pit of my stomach. Travis Kelsey just caught the football. He's down. What? I'm about to throw up. Field goal is good. What the fuck? You know what I mean? Like shit, dude, man. I absolutely lost my shit on Instagram. I jumped on my. I jumped on the the Buffalo Fanatics Instagram. I lost my shit. I don't even know what I said. I was fucking seeing red. I was just fucking blurting shit out, man. Fucking verbal diarrhea. Blah.
3: Blah. Blah. Yo, and I was sickening. Shame on the whole damn team. I'm not just going to blame it on the defense. On the whole team. Right
2: before these guys go out on on defense, offense, I would have been like, yo, guys, remember what happened last year?
3: Don't fuck it up. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? You have one job. Do the job. Well, they didn't do the job. They didn't. Could you imagine if that was fourth quarter? I don't even want to talk about it because I'm about
2: about to get sick and throw up all over this mic. Golly, man. Anyway. (laughs) Not happening. I, I didn't like that at all, man. I was
3: not a fan. I was not a fan. Now, folks, one of the best times of the night is the milk carton candidate. Now, listen, folks. You can go the obvious route. You can go the obvious route. And
2: I tell you guys this I have to tell you guys this every 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 week. it doesn't necessarily have to be a player. it could be a scenario it could be a situation it could be something you saw on TV it could be something that happened with Bills mafia. you know what I'm saying milk carton candidate for those that are not familiar with what this is, this goes to who the heck was missing last game and I'm not talking about physically missing I'm talking about their their ability to play was gone. They didn't do shit. You didn't hear a, a peep from them. They were just absolutely terrible. Who deserves to be on this milk carton candidate? Well, I'll give you the the nominees. <laughs> Nominee number one, Isaiah McKenzie. We already know we already know about Isaiah McKenzie. Isaiah McKenzie finished the night with two receptions. He had uh, he had a fumble that was a that was that counted towards him, but we know it wasn't his fault, so we could take that off of him. But he had a big drop, and that's the big one—the one where he tripped over his own damn two feet. It's not like he's he's rocking size 13s. He's probably a size like nine and a half. Boy, you better freaking square up, catch that damn football. You got a little, you got tiny little feet, man. You maybe you're a size 11, maybe
3: if that. I gotta ask him what his size is feet. I think he's probably a size 10. You ain't no size 14. You can't be tripping over your damn feet. Dang, man. You should have caught that shit. That's number one. So, Isaiah McKenzie, you're a nominee. Nominee number two.
2: That's the Ron Neal, number 33. The amount of times I heard 33 come out of that referee's mouth, way too many for my liking. Penalty on the floor. And this is coming off of like a third and long and freaking Pat Mahomes is doing all this acrobatic shit and throws it. It's incomplete. You're like, yes. Then you're like waiting for it. Flag. I'm like, yo, it better not be 33. Number 33. Fuck, man. Saran, get your shit together. 33.
3: 33. Like, yo, I was getting sick of it. So Saran Neal, (laughs) nominee number two. I'm going to let you guys decide who nominee number three is. Who deserves to be on this milk carton? Bobby H says, yo, that's uh, Spencer Brown. I'm, I was gonna go Spencer Brown, but I might I might give him a pass because he got hurt. I might give him a pass because he got hurt, but he was looking rough. The refs whistle at the at the Josh Allen trip. Oh, <laughs> you know what though? The trip. I'm gonna put the trip. <coughs> I'm gonna put the trip. Hey, yo, Matt Montgomery. That's a good one. That's a damn good one. Anybody else? You guys talking about the refs? I'm gonna. You know what I'm gonna nominee number four? It's twelve seconds. I'm gonna put twelve seconds.
2: Can't let that shit happen. Like I want, I want that missing forever. If I were to put that on there, I want that on that carton. I'm going to take that, put it on the carton, and recycle that carton. I'll never see, I never, I never want to see that carton ever again.
3: But I can't do that. We already talked about that. That's part of the ugly. We can't, we can't go double whammy.
2: Walter Scale says Greg Rousseau. After a hot start this season, he wasn't a factor like in past games. Ooh, Mr. Rousseau. that's a, Didn't
3: see that one coming. So Greg Rousseau. I don't agree with it, but I'm letting you guys choose what it is. Boogie Basham.
2: Now, Boogie Basham, you can't really hate on Boogie Basham. He's like bottom of the depth. Bottom of the depth chart. So you can't really hate on, on Boogie Basham. John Yoda says, yo, I love the graphic. Hey, listen, man. shout out to my man, Bobby, man. Bobby came through with that. Listen, I come up with the content and Bobby sees my vision. He's like, I got you. And he comes up with this. and I'm like,
3: we got it. That's why I love this team. All right, folks. <laughs> Somebody said Tyreek Hill. <laughs> he, he definitely was missing. <laughs> he
2: definitely was missing, man. Uh, Mikey M says, yo, milk carton alert. Better refs that know how to call a real NFL game. These refs had to be the worst this season. That whole first half and the trip and the second, my Lord, horrible reps. The i have had had a rough time this year.
3: The refs had a rough time this year. You know what? This is an underrated one right here. Ed Oliver. Underrated.
2: And you know what? I kind of like the Ed Oliver. Right? I kind of do. Now, defensive tackle. Defensive tackle. It's a tough. It's one of those. You don't get a lot of love playing the defensive tackle you do your job quietly but you affect the game in such a way you may not have the statistics that show you had like four sacks and this that and the third you know i'm saying you may not have that so that could be one of them so i'm going to go through the the uh the candidates so candidate number one isaiah mckenzie we already know about my isaiah mckenzie candidate number two saran neal Candidate number three, Spencer Brown. I'm gonna wipe him off that because he got hurt. We got we can't we can't let them we can't give him that. Candidate number four, we call that the trip. We never want to see that shit again. That was awful by the refs. Candidate number five is obviously 12 seconds, but 12 seconds we're gonna let we're gonna let that sit under the ugly category. Then we got Greg Rousseau, number six. Boogie Basham, number seven.
3: I'm gonna scratch Boogie Basham. I'm not gonna do that one. And then Ed Oliver. Now. Man, I'm going to give Ed Oliver a pass, and I'll tell you why. Ed Oliver, went, he missed two weeks, and he came back last
2: week, and he was a little, you know what I mean? They, they, they monitored his, his touches. I think he got on the field like less than 50%. He was less than 50% on the, on the field. And he's just working his way back from a, an ankle injury. So there's a lot that goes into it. I'm going to give him a pass on that. So to me, and it's tough. I'm, I'm going to give, you know what? I'm going to give it to, and I like this one. I'm going to give it to the refs for the kick because the kick was right in front of the back judge, right there. You're right there. Like I'm squinting right now. He wasn't squinting. He was right there looking at it. How are you going to sit there and not see that man's leg come out? And Josh came in. He was irate. I've never seen a man's leg whip so quick. Josh did three kicks. Ka, ka, ka. <laughs> I've never seen that. That's when you know Josh, that boy 6'5, 340, 340, 240. And Josh got up so quick and got out in that rest face and was like, fam, how did you not see that shit? That boy tripped me. Chris Jones is walking away like, I got away with that one. Fam. Like, those are the type of things where upstairs has to calm down and be like, yo, you missed that one. Fucking stop the play and call the call the flag. That was some bullshit. Because that, that was a crucial drive. We needed that. I know there was like, what, like 13 minutes left in the game at the point, I think. But dude, you're dude, you're right. Your job is to protect the quarterback. That's your job. That's your job. You watch the quarterback. You need to tell me. <laughs> Josh Allen's nuts. It's
3: 340.
2: <laughs> Yo. Yo, Pierre, that's nice. <laughs> Yo, that's good. That's good. I can't believe I saw that, all that scrolling through. <laughs> Yo. But for real though, that ref, that back job, your job is to protect the quarterback. That's two hundred and fifty million dollars you have right there. Protect the mother effing quarterback, and you let that shit slide. I don't give a shit if we're in Arrowhead Stadium. Oh, I I, I couldn't hear anything, bitch. You didn't need to hear shit. You need to see it, and it was right there in front of you. But you let that you let them slide with that. Man, ain't that a bitch? You know what, milk carton candidate. The freaking back judge ref, where was
3: your ability? Your ability was missing, missing the call, yo, yo. Never listen. I'm gonna tell you something, man. Ref,
2: when they start to find the refs, and I know these refs, and I and I don't, I don't want to sound like I'm piggybacking on other comments and, and people that make these comments, but it's the facts, man. When these refs start getting fined. Or a horrible call that 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 shapes the game horribly, that's when they're gonna start kind of like either getting like being more on top of their shit or letting the boys play. If you're gonna let the boys play, let the boys play. Be consistent with it. But when they start taking a little something from your check, you know what I'm saying? Like maybe like, because that they're they're part-time refs they're not full-time, to my knowledge. So when you start taking, I don't know, yo, five hundred dollars Cause you made a bad call, so you know what them add them things add up. So by the end of the game, if you made four terrible calls, man, that's two G's out of your pocket, big fella.
3: That's two G's out of your pocket. So smarten up and get your shit together. That's when that's when the refs will start, you know I me, mean, really buckling down and like,
2: and though you'll see a lot more huddling. Yo, I got five hundred dollars on this line, bitch. <laughs> did you guys see that or not? Did I did I screw it up? What'd you guys see? I didn't see shit. What'd you see? Dang, I'm going to take a chance. And there's no calling upstairs because the game's got to go. The game's got to roll. But I guarantee you, you start taking $500 out of their pay, that paycheck is going to be a little heavy. It's going to be light. It's going to be shit. Where the fuck is the rest of my money? Oh, shit, I forgot. I, I fucked up on that Josh Allen. And the worse the call, the more the fine. The worse the call you make or the, 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 the how egregious it is, man, that shit has bumped up to $1,000. can not believe you missed that. It was blatant. You start taking money from these refs, boy, I tell you, referees will, that uniform will be nice and crisp. You know what I'm saying? They'll be, their, their whistle will be nice and ready to go or not be used, one or the other. But you start taking money away from these suckers, I'll tell you, they'll, they'll be much better. I'll tell you that much right now. Shout out to my man, Jeff King, coming in today. Feeling mighty good, and I appreciate you, Jeff King. <laughs> bing, biggity, bing to my guy, Jeff King, Mr. King. Jeff King comes in and says, hey, brother, I can see my point fell on deaf ears. So to you, bot- <laughs> yo, Rev, yo, Jeff King, you're a real one. I tell you, man, I'm gonna read that again. <laughs> Brother, I can see my point fell on deaf ears. So to you, Bot, Rev, and Pierre, thank you. To all of you and your significant others, thank you. You are much appreciated. Season wouldn't be the same without you guys. Much appreciated. Yo, Jeff King, that means a lot, man. And I'm, I'm, a, I'm not a sentimental guy, but that does mean a lot it does mean a lot because I mean, you guys see it. If I didn't do what I do, I mean, obviously you can go anywhere else, but like, there's, there's a certain flavor that comes to these things, right? It's fun. And it's therapy for me. Don't get me wrong. And it's lovely to to express my, my feelings on certain things with you guys. And I can interact with you guys. So, uh, Jeff, you know, I don't ever need anything from you, but the fact that you do this and you put your hard-earned money, you put it into BF and you send it, much love, much appreciation. I can't, there's nothing else I can say, man. You already know what it is, man. It's a, uh, it's much appreciation, but, uh, yo, you got me all flushing, big fella. You got me all flushing, but John Yodis, what's up, John? John says, I think the refs should be graded on their calls. You damn right. And take some money from them. Maybe I'm a little harsh with 500. Start with 50, 50 bucks. You know what I'm saying? I don't know how much these refs get paid. You know what I'm saying? I don't know how much these, these, these refs get paid, but I'm just saying, start taking a little bit of money from them, and then we, we'll, we'll see what they got. I don't know. I want to see how much an American NFL ref makes. What is the salary of an NFL ref? I've lo- I'd love to know. NFL ref salary, the number tends to average between 40,000 and 50,000. So maybe 500 would be, a, it's, it's hefty. So maybe like 100 bucks. So $100 every bad call you make, you know what I'm saying? You're going to feel that. So that's what that's what uh, I mean, Yo, Google, yo, Google search tells me that they make between. Oh, hold on a second now. How much uh, do NFL refs make in 2022? It is also important to note that the quoted figure of two hundred and five thousand per year is the average for officials, not just the recognized NFL head head referees. Therefore, the average salary for NFL refs could be slightly higher. Two hundred and five thousand. You guys are making two hundred K. Yo, any up. Yo, a thousand dollars a freaking call. You make a bad call, yo, that's a G note. That's
3: a G right there. Yo, they can't be making all that money. Golly, good for them. Updated in 2022. Yo, you making over two hundred k She, yo, any that up. Any up. I was gonna, I was, I was about to
2: drop you down to 50 bucks. Now I was up to a thousand. You make a horrible call. I'm talking about blatant, horrible call. It's a wrap, man. A thousand dollars, man. Thousand dollars every time you freaking screw something up. Yo, you guys are harsh, man. You guys saying five thousand? <laughs> yo, you guys are you guys are harsh, bro? <laughs> five, yo, five thousand. Yo, maybe, maybe we have to end any up. What do you think? What do you think? What if refs were to be if the, if you're going to find a ref knowing that they make two hundred thousand? Based on uh, NFL referee salary, that's the uh, I'm on Pro fo- I'm on Pro and I'm looking at an article that's talking about it, and that's what they that's what they average out. NFL per game, NFL referee salary per game. While the official numbers regarding the salary of NFL refs are kept under wraps, there seems to be an, uh, a a general idea of where the number has settled. The value has been estimated using using expired CBAs. And those calculations put an NFL average NFL officials average salary of two hundred and five thousand for the season in 2019. The previous calculation for from a few years earlier put the figure at one hundred and fifty. So these guys are making two hundred
3: thousand. Two hundred K. So what is the appropriate fine? What's the appropriate fine for court a, for a um, for a ref
2: knowing that they make two hundred K? Every bad call they make, and it has to be a bad call. I'm talking about the egregious. You're like, that's horrible. Thousand dollars. Shit, I think that that's perfect. Every freaking bad call you make, thousand dollars, bro. Maybe I might have to go to reference school, man. I gotta go to reference school. I don't know where you go to reference school. I gotta I gotta get myself a whistle, get myself a clean ass freaking full locker jersey, and let me get in there. Let me get in that bitch.
3: Golly, man. That's that's some good money. That's some good money. Good on them, man. Shit, if I'm, doing, if I'm doing the math, 200K, shoot. 200K divided by what, the 17 games
2: that they ref? 16, whatever we call 17? Shit, they're making 11K a game?
3: <laughs>
2: Yo, that's 11,000 a game, man. Yo, you make two, two bad calls, man. There goes nine.
3: 9,000. It's getting lighter. It's getting lighter. Golly, good for them. Good for these refs. But anyway, I digress. Fuck these refs.
2: Anyway, <laughs> yo, you, you know what? Like, I'm telling you, man, you're making good money like that, man. That fine better be up. That, that fine better be up, man. Could you imagine? Sheesh, making all that type of money. Half the year. You're making 200k half the damn year. You don't even got to work. You're straight. Just stay in shape. Stay in shape, get going, and you do what you got to do, man. Mikey M says, yo, Rico, also, amazing to me is the fact that we haven't won one coin toss this year to defer. Yet, we really could have been 6-0. and I'd rather receive that opening drive all season for wins. Yeah, notice that we keep taking the ball, to, And I like it, man. If, we, if we're so confident in this offense, take that freaking football and run it down their throats or pass it all the way down and score. And now put the pressure on that offensive side of the ball for them to score. And our defense does what they do. Then we fucking get the ball back, put up another 7. You're up 14-0 real quick. The game could end fast. So we if we continue to keep getting the, the football to start, I'll take it every time. I'll take it every time. Um uh, but folks, let me let me let me just take a moment right now uh to to thank each and every one of you guys. And I want to there's one more segment that I want to hit uh before I get out of here. Uh, it's nearly 1:30. Uh excuse me, it's nearly an hour and a half that I've been doing this now. So uh I I'll, I'll speak for on behalf of the Buffalo Fanatics. It's myself, Rev Bot, everybody and Kevin Syracuse, my man Evan um Pierre doing the live shows, Bobby doing Instagram, um, the content creators, our writers. Thank you very much because you guys keep us going, man. Um, uh, we've been doing this for a long time. And and it doesn't stop, man, because there's such such engagement that allows us to keep going. So much appreciated. I'm not gonna try to draw this all out. Is love? We love it. It's 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 great. And uh, we're gonna go right into the last segment. Going into this buy, three things that you have learned about this Buffalo Bills team these first six games going into this bye? What are three things that have stood out to you, good, bad, or indifferent, but just an observation that
3: you have made about this team going into this bye week? I'll start with one, and it's an important one. I think that Coach Sean McDermott, Leslie Frazier,
2: uh, freaking the the positional coach, Chad Hall. Um, listen, uh, the whole Eric Washington, the whole freaking coaching staff has done a phenomenal job with this team. You can see how well prepared they are. You can see how well prepared they are, game in game out. The one game that we lost, that we faltered, and there's there's, it's just one of those things where we weren't on, we weren't
3: we weren't executing. But, boy, were we close. It wasn't like it was a blowout. We were close. And there's no excuses. But we were close.
2: So what, what I'm learning is that this team has learned from its mistakes generally. We're going to exclude that 12 seconds because that's some BS. But they've learned from their mistakes. They've learned to keep the pedal going and not stop and just put get, keep scoring. There's no conservativeness from Sean McDermott. There's no, he's not conservative at all. He's going for it on fourth and three. He's going for that shit. I love every moment of it. Ken Dorsey's doing a heck of a job. It's allowing us to not even bring up Brian Dable. The only time that we bring up Brian Dable is when we're saluting the freaking Giants. We're bringing five and one and leading the NFC East for crying out loud.
3: What? Saquon Barkley, Daniel Jones, and them boys got things rolling out there. But you got to give big love and big credit
2: to Sean McDermott, the head coach of this team. He's got these boys dialed all the way in. And when you hear Sean McDermott dropping F-bombs on a big win against
3: the Kansas City Chiefs, you know it's for real. Now we just got to keep it up. It's going to start. The cold weather's coming around. So
2: real football begins. You know, you know what it is. Coming into November. We're in the middle of October right now, but we're we're going into November. And that's when it starts to kind of get real. Teams start to separate. Teams start to separate and we start to really see what's happening and who's doing what. And right now we're on a roll. So shout out to Leslie Frazier. Shout out to to freaking um, Coach McDermott, the whole gang. Shout out to everybody. Because they're they the ones that are keeping these guys motivated. Because that's that's the coach's job. I'm not on the field with y'all. I'll tell what you... I, I, listen, I'll put the game plan together, but you guys got to execute. You guys have to execute. So, listen, kudos. Kudos to this this organization. You know what? I might even give some love to the Pagulas, And why? Because they stay the F out of their business. Just do what you guys do up there. Take care of Ms. Pagoula, because I know a, she had some, some medical issues... Mr. Pagula, take care of your woman. You know what I'm saying? We, we got it from here.
3: We got it from here. So kudos to the coaching staff for the Bills. Great freaking job. You can't, you, can't, you can't
2: ask for any better. Aaron Cromer's got this whole old line fixated and ready to roll. Love every bit of it, man. And we are healthy. So that's number one. That's what stood out to me so far. Coaching staff, management, the whole squad, they, everybody's got dialed in. Who do you, what's number two? I started off with number one. What's, what have you learned and what have you learned about this team the first six games right before our bye week? And as you guys are chatting in and putting it in into the chat, I'll be reading some comments and I'll be looking for your comments to see because I want to see what you guys have. My man PVC, what's happening, man? He says, depth is on point. Dorsey is a better second half adjuster than Dable. Hey, let me, let me, shit. I like that one. We're going to add one. The depth on this team. Is incredible. Think about how how kind of we were a little shook a little bit that we were we're gonna have Dane Jackson going to year three, Kyer Elam and Christian Benford manning the other spot, going up against the Super Bowl reigning champs in the LA Rams with Cooper Cup, Allen Robinson, Tyler Higby, Cam Akers, you know what I'm saying? Henderson, like Sean McVay. We we're going up against the first week, and we came in and it was like we handled business. The depth on this team is incredible. The defensive front, the depth is incredible. The linemen. Questenberry holding it down, coming in at right tackle, handling business. Kudos, man. Even Bobby Hart still made the damn team for crying out loud. The defensive front, you already know what it is. Tyrell Dotson, he's already talking about, yo, I know I can be a starter in this league. Okay, then, boss. Handle that. DeMar Hamlin, Jaquan Johnson, depth. We had a freaking punter issue. Thank goodness we don't even punt, but we had a punter issue at the beginning of the year. Guess what? We said Matt Sam Martin, what you doing? Come over here and do handle your business. Matt or who we don't even think about it anymore. So we got that. So great depth, great job with that comment. Depth is great, love it. Let me let me let me let let's keep scrolling down and see if I can find anything. That looks good. So what have you guys learned? And what what stands out to you right before this this bye week coming up, my man Walter Scales, what's up, Walter? Walter comes in and says, "Hey, I see a QB out there running his own offense. If Mahomes gets credit for running his own offense with the same offensive coordinator, I'm gonna give my credit. uh, I'm gonna give my QB credit for running his offense with a first team OC. You know what? Let me let me expound that. Let me expound on that. the The advantage that the Bills have right now." And it's such, and and this is why I have to thank and you got to give props to McDermott and his whole crew. Like, bro, we lost Brian Dable, and we have we bring in Kent Dorsey. That's a big, that's that's huge. You got another offensive coordinator that's got his own way of thinking could come in and just shake things up. But the beautiful thing about this is you have Allen that's been in this offense for four freaking years. This is year five, boy. He's got that thing on the back of his. He could just come in an audible like he did and flunder that with McKenzie, but he's got this offense intact. That's a beautiful thing. You could be, what quarterback out there has got a freaking different offensive coordinator every other year, and you're like, Fuck, how am I supposed to, Sam Donald. Poor Sam Donald. Sam is a good quarterback, but he had a bum for an old offensive coordinator, bug eye, and then he then he had another bum that came in. Then he goes to Carolina, Matt Rule's fired. But what a disaster. We, We're not in that position.
3: We have consistency on this team. My goodness, man. You got to give a big shout-out. Great comment, by the way, Walter. That's that's facts, baby. That's facts. Ken Dorsey's doing his thing. Anything standing out to you guys? Popey says, yo, the cold is coming and the winter soldier is here, baby. You know what it is.
2: Mr. Keith comes in. and says, "Number one, Josh has dig- uh, he he's digressed versus the blitz. We have all the pieces finally. Uh, McDermott is showing lots of emotion on the sideline. Um, I like all three. Josh has dig- he's digressed versus the blitz. Um, I think he's doing just fine, man. I don't think he's I don't think he's I don't think he's uh, he's he's gotten worse. I think he's in line of as to where he is. There's going to be a couple times where you get caught." But for the most part, he's still one of the best against the Blitz. You know what I'm saying? So I'll, uh, I'll take that all day, though. Thank you, Mr. Keith. Uh, shout out to my man, John Yotis. What up, Johnny? Johnny comes in. Says, the team doesn't quit. This is what I love about this team. This team doesn't quit. The foot is on the pedal all game. Great adjustments
3: at halftime. Love your Rico and Fanatics. Let's go, man. I appreciate you, John. Triple O G, John Yotis, man. That's my guy. Love it. Let me read a couple in that and I'm going to get out of here.
2: Next man up, Bruce Ma, you know what it is, man. It's always next man up. That's just what it is. My man, Lipsit, Mr. Lipsit comes in and says, yo, in, in-game adjustments year have been great. Let me tell you something. Remember how it was, oh, it was always third quarter? We just were always dog shit. Why can't we ever do anything in the third quarter? We're so terrible in the third quarter. It looks like we've just turned things around. We're great in the first quarter, and we turn things up in the third and fourth. Fam, this is what we needed. So adjustments are fantastic. I love the fact that you guys are calling these things out. Love it. Anything else stand up to you before uh, right before this this um, this uh, this uh, this uh, this bye week? Anything you want to see an improvement from? Let me just let me jump on this. Right here's what I need to see going forward. Right. Let me get uh, my man P Money in here. He says, Yo, hence why we going down as the goat. We're supremely primed, man. We are primed and ready to go, baby. Ready to go. Now here's here's one thing that. Nobody I didn't see anybody mentioning it, yet, so I'm gonna mention it right now. Are you guys happy with the way we're running the rock? If you guys are happy with the way you're running we're running the rock then pfft, kudos to you because I certainly am not. I mean we had a great we had a great session last game against the chiefs where we had one back he did his thing but i'm I'm gonna continue to pound the table that we need to get better at running the football i I would rather not see my quarterback have 12 rushes. 12 freaking rushes. I'd rather not have that. Right? I'd rather just give the ball up to guys that, you know, do the job on running, running the football. We have a second round draft pick in James Cook that we
3: can't get off the freaking ground. I would love to see more of him, but we just we don't bother. So what are we gonna do?
2: This run game needs to get better. That's the one thing that I, I noticed about this 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 first six games is we're still we're still we're still trying to find an identity of running the football right we don't have a superstar back there we just have some good quality backs well one of you guys has to start playing like a superstar soon because when it comes time when it starts to get cold and we need to rely on the run let's try not to use our quarterback to run the football let's try to you know what I mean use the the backs that we have in the backfield i don't know let's start with the second round draft pick james cook i'm not going to let that shit go I don't care what anybody tells me. Or if you're not going to use him and you just feel he's not that guy, then ship him up. Wrap him up in bubble wrap and send him to Carolina and bring
3: Christian McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey will get the damn job done. You already know that. That's number two. That's the one thing I noticed. Number three. I'm going to leave it up to you guys. One thing that you need to see, one thing that you saw that you loved in the first six games of the season. What are you loving? What have you seen i'm gonna let y'all I'm gonna let y'all jump in on that before I get out of here well somebody said he's injury prone well folks
2: he's he's healthy right now and he's the he's the only guy doing anything for the panthers. You know that this man accounts for forty three percent of that team's offense he is forty three percent of that team's offense <laughs> Unreal. That's the running back. That's not the quarterback. That's the running back. P.J. Walker had 60 yards freaking passing in a game.
3: Are you kidding me? I think it was a little longer than that. I think he's got more than that. But still, terrible. The
2: Panthers are awful. But anyway, um, last but not least, man, let me see. I'll tell you what I've noticed. And, and 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 I have to make sure that everybody knows this. If you guys aren't paying attention to how good Matt Milano and Tremaine Edmonds are playing together as a tandem. My freaking goodness. Y'all need to get it together because those boys are playing lights out. I was listening to a Kansas City podcast, a Kansas City Chiefs podcast, and they they mentioned um, Clyde Edwards Hilaire is just you have a freaking animal in Matt Milano blitzing your way and coming your way. As like, as a Bills fans, you don't know how happy it is to hear that people say Matt Milano is a monster. He's at this and he's at that. Dude, the tandem of Matt Milano and Tremaine Edmonds is killing it this year. And I I I can't wait to see more. Could you imagine if we had. Yo, like right now, we probably have the best duo in linebackers in Matt Milano, Truman Edmonds. If Micah Hyde and Jordan Poirier were healthy, we have the two best safeties, the two best linebackers, and we got two fam. This defense is lit already. If we were completely healthy, game over. Last but not least, what I'm looking forward to is Tredavious White coming back and giving this defense more swag. You give this defense more swag, and you lock down one side of the freaking field, and you and you now force quarterbacks to look other ways. And you got Von Miller coming after you. Greg Rousseau on the other side, batting that thing down. Tremaine Edmonds and Matt Milano flying from left to right. Good mother effing luck, NFL. Bills ain't playing, man. The Bills aren't playing. Tremaine Edmonds and Matt Milano are playing lights out. And we should be giving these guys way more love than they're getting right now. Straight up. Straight freaking up, man. And Matt Milano, he's just he's standing out a little bit more. I think something he he's he's out to prove something. I don't know what it is, but he's out. The way this man is playing, man, he's out to prove something. So we better you listen, man. Straight up, let's get ready. So folks, that's it for me. Now I do have to take one more thing because we everybody loves the pickums, so we're gonna do the pickums. We picked our teams last week, right? And who we thought was gonna win, who we thought was gonna lose all that good stuff so let me get to my page here and let's see who we picked and who and who did what let me flip my pages out all right here we go
3: didn't I did I write these things down I thought we did maybe we didn't oh yeah we did all right here we go so
2: we looked at the washington' we I thought I thought we did the picks i'm I'm, I'm now curious we didn't but if we didn't. Shame on me. I must have been so damn involved in my damn thing and I didn't, I didn't put it down. Shame, shame, and more shame. Either way, it doesn't matter. We're going to go through them. Freaking Washington and Chicago. What an awful game that Thursday night. What a freaking awful game that Thursday night. What a joke. Justin Fields, get your shit together and, and just call a team meeting with everybody and say, yo, are we going to play football or not? My goodness, man. My man Drew Jiggins just asked me a question. He goes, "Yo, yo Rico, what do you what do you think about Brees Hall? Is he good enough to run on our defense?" <laughs> yo, are you trying to piss me off today, uh, Drew? Drew, are you trying to piss me off or not? Because right now, I'm you know I have love, mad love, for Brees Hall. But when he when he's he's playing for the Jets and he plays the Bills, I hate him. I want nothing to do with him. I want us to I want us to just stuff the run and don't let him get a do a damn thing. Because if he does, I'm gonna be Double mad because he's A, running all over us, B, we didn't draft him when we should have. I'm just saying. <laughs> Mike Hurdle's like, no, 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 not Rico picks again. <laughs> we didn't do the picks last week. I'm I'm surprised we didn't. Unless I wrote it down somewhere else. But I don't think, I don't think we made our picks last week, man. I'm disappointed. I'm very disappointed. But anyway, we'll do some picks on Friday. So San Francisco, Atlanta. I can't believe San Francisco lost. What? To Atlanta? To freaking Mariota? Are you kidding me? And now you got Kansas, you got Kansas City coming to town next week. You guys, you guys better buckle up on defense, buckle up on defense. Let Atlanta beat y'all, man. What the F? Anyway, uh, Cleveland. Listen, I watched the highlights of the Cleveland game in New England. Looking at the score of 38-15, Cleveland screwed up. Punt return fumble. Just they, they had the freaking onside kick. The guy was out of bounds. Like, listen, let's. easy on billy zappy or whatever the hell his name is bailey bailey zappy let's relax on the patriots win it was a win but like they didn't dominate like you think it did by the score cleveland was just a freaking dumpster fire that day golly the jets beating green bay convincingly you got to give them their you got to give them their credit man Brees hall ran all over them um zach wilson ain't shit he didn't do anything that 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 had me he's 10 for 18 110 yards if you think you're going to get Brees Hall, that's going to be your whole team. You you got another thing coming because we are going to run all over the freaking Green. Like, listen, the Green, excuse me, the Jets defense is pretty good. Sorry, we're going to stop the run and we're going to rush and get after Zach Wilson to make him so uncomfortable. It's going to be bad for you. I'm sorry. You know what I'm saying? Your defense is good. Sauce Gardner, wait till you meet Stefan Diggs or wait till you meet Gabe Davis, whichever, whichever poison you want. You're going to get it. You're going to get it. I don't know if there's any touchdowns that have been scored against Sauce Gardner yet, or are they waiting for the Bills to do it? I don't know yet. I'd have to see. I'd have to see his PFF grades. But fam, the Jets beating the Green Bay Packers, What everybody must have been like, what the hell's going on with the Green Bay Packers? Well, guess what? Green Bay Packers are coming to Buffalo in a couple weeks, so we'll deal with them. Jacksonville and in, in Indianapolis, they finally, you know what I mean, get a convincing win. Jonathan Taylor is still not playing. Trevor Lawrence, 165 yards. I don't know. What, what, what's with Sunshine? Everybody's making Sunshine the big deal. Sunshine. What's Sunshine doing? Sunshine didn't do anything for me. Travis Etienne finally did something. 86 yards rushing. Good for him. Zay Jones was a leading receiver. Can you believe that? Zay Jones is the leading receiver in Kansas City? What? Golly, man. thats That didn't make no damn sense. <laughs> My man, Buffalo Fanatics, comes in with a chat. and says, hey, Chief, the Chiefs lost to the Colts should have lost to the Raiders, and lost to the Bills. Should the Chiefs making the playoffs be a shoe-in? The Cheetahless Chiefs are not them guys, pal, so knock it off. And that's, that's fair. That's very fair. They lost to the Colts, barely got out of it against the Raiders, and they obviously lost to us with a tough, tough match. They barely got out of it with the Chargers, and the Chargers are they barely got out of it with the freaking Denver Broncos. This NFL season has been a freaking weird one has been a weird one. And then they beat the freaking Cardinals. And who isn't beating the Cardinals? So really, the Chiefs, I don't want to call them fraudulent. <laughs> I'm just being petty right now. But like, the next six games will tell us a lot about these Kansas City Chiefs. I'm just saying. It's going to tell us a lot about these damn Kansas City Chiefs. I'll tell you that much. But um, yeah, but the Jaguars, like, come on, fam. Like, really? Matt Ryan is finally looking like Matt Ryan. Had to, he had to throw 58 times. 389 yards, three touchdown passes. So whoever picked them up on DraftKings, good for you. You did good. You did good. Um, But let's keep going, man. Jacksonville, obviously, they lost that game. Indianapolis wins. Minnesota beats Miami. Miami is looking like a hot mess right now. So kudos to Minnesota. Minnesota is going to be very interesting when they come to Buffalo. Um, That'll be fun. Cincinnati, finally, Joe Burrow finally shows up. I needed that because my fantasy team was freaking dying. But he freaking showed up. Good for them. Joe Mixon, okay, Jamar Chase finally had a big game. Good on him. Baltimore against the New York Giants. My goodness. Lamar Jackson, bo- I like Lamar Jackson, but Lamar, you got to be better, folks. Bro, you got to be better. If I'm a Ravens fan, I'm pissed at Lamar Jackson. Why? Because you you bobble it. That's fine. You're not paying attention or whatever, the snap comes sooner, then you roll out and throw a, a just a terrible across the body pass. Nah, fam, you can't do that. You can't do that. And guess what? The Ravens still lead the AFC North. They're three and three, but still lead the AFC North. Go figure. Right? The Ravens are three and three. Um, The freaking uh, the Cincinnati Bengals are three and three, and Cleveland and Pittsburgh are both two and four. Speaking of the Pittsburgh Steelers, Pittsburgh Steelers comes in and beats Tampa. What the f is going on in the NFL? Tampa Bay loses to a Mitch Trubisky, Kenny Pickett led team. Excuse me, and I'm looking at the statistics to see. Okay, like was it like a big like a big shootout? No. <laughs> well, the, the score was? What twelve to what was the score? Eighteen to, to twenty to eighteen. Tom Brady threw for two hundred fifty three, two hundred forty three yards, one touchdown, no interceptions. Looking like an old man, a shell of himself. Mitch Trubisky and Kenny Pickett shared the statistics for. They went twenty for thirty, both of them for hundred ninety three combined yards and two touchdowns. No interceptions. Najee Harris, 14 carries for 42 yards. I don't know what's going on with Najee Harris. And Chase Claypool happens to be the guy that came through. How about that? How about that, apples, right? Carolina Panthers, complete dumpster fire. What a joke. I feel bad for uh, Christian McCaffrey. Seattle, they beat Arizona. Geno Smith is doing big things in Seattle. What the F is going on? i am telling you, man, what's going on in the NFL? What's going on in the NFL, man? Kyler Murray goes two for two. I mean, the shorty can't. They pay that man a lot of money for nothing, man. Geno Smith out here doing things. No touchdowns, no interceptions, but that's Geno Smith for you. They got 19, 19 to nine. But guess what? Kenneth Walker season. And if you don't have Kenneth Walker on your fantasy team, shame on you. I picked him up. I drafted him, and I kept him on the bench. And now it's paying me big dividends. So Kenny Walker, 21 for 97. Great job for Kenny Walker. But last but not least, man, Kansas City Chiefs and the Bills. We already knew that was a dub. Big dub, let's go. And uh, listen, man, Philadelphia and the Dallas Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys look fraudulent. Uh, my guy Cooper Rush's his Cinderella shoe fell off. And guess what? Dak gets to come back. Could you imagine if Cooper Rush won that game? They would have said, oh, no, Dak's going to heal up a little bit more. But Dak is ready to go. he has been ready to go. They were just letting, letting the hot hand keep going. And guess what? Cooper Rush did what he's supposed to do as a backup, as a backup freaking quarterback. Get your team to at least 500. My boy had these guys 4-0. So kudos to the freaking Cooper Rush-led Dallas Cowboys, but now it's Dak's team. So let's see what Dak does going forward. Last but not least, that bullshit-ass game yesterday, Denver and the freaking Chargers. Let me tell you something, man. Before I get out of here, it's not all Russell Wilson's fault. Russell Wilson is kind of not doing what he's supposed to do, but freaking Matt, listen, Hackett, Nate Hackett, bum. He's a He's terrible, man. Get that guy out of here, bro. Get that dude out of there, man. He's ruining that team. It's not, it's not all on freaking Russell Wilson. He's pressing too much, this is what the problem. Drop the hole. Let's ride bullshit and just play ball, baby. But you pressing, bro. You pressing. That guy went 15 for 28, 188. Yikes. Took four sacks. That old line is garbage. They can't even run the ball. Melvin Gordon had three carries for eight yards. They gave the Latavius Mara. It, listen, Gordon must have got hurt. If that's what's gonna happen, oh man. Anyways, that's it for that's it that's it for the for the pickums. We're gonna pick them on Friday and get our picks in. Um, last question: Is OBJ coming to Buffalo? Here's my here's my opinion on this whole situation. I think he wants to go to LA. I think he wants LA to give him more money, and he's asking Von Miller to help him out by drawing up some 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 steam, so it forces LA's hands. To now give him a big contract and bring him to LA and he's gonna be where he's at, where his family at his friends are, and all that stuff. Now, he's been to New York before, so it's not new to him. So if he comes to Buffalo, it's it's a great atmosphere for him. But I don't think he's gonna come to Buffalo personally. I think they're just drumming my if I can get if I can help my friend get a bag, I'm gonna do everything I can. Yo, he's coming to Buffalo, he's coming to Buffalo. Draw up some 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 uh some. I get some interest for his from his boy, and then he'll go back to LA. Listen, if you're gonna choose, if it's just purely for atmosphere and not football related, but just for like for your lifestyle, you go to LA. You know what I mean, you go to LA because that's where you. I mean, you're, you're a superstar. You go to LA. But if you really trying to play ball, you try to win, you try to do all that shit and get the bag. Brandon Bean, I'm sure, could make something happen, but we got Davis, we got Diggs, we got some players on this team, man, Khalil Shakir. So I'm just saying, but I just can't see him coming to Buffalo. If he does great, they'll they'll make it work. But right now, it's just to get my guy the bag. That's it, man. That's it. You're just drawing up some interest. That's the way I look at it. And I see right through that shit. And I think some of the people are trying to see that thing too. Anyway, that's it for me, folks. Much appreciated you guys stuck with me for almost 2 hours. I didn't expect to go this long to be honest with you. I'm not, I'm not going to cap. I didn't I really didn't expect it, but here I am. Talking to you guys and loving every minute of it. So Listen, everything you guys do—it's much appreciated. You guys already know that. Um, listen, man, it's the Buffalo Fanatics, it's the Recall Report. Y'all been holding it down. On notice, say, so, folks. Enjoy the rest of the week. It's a bye week. Not a whole lot to talk about. So I'll do a show on Friday. If that, I'll, I'll let y'all know. And then we, we go from there. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you guys will be updated on this. And, uh, Tomorrow, it's the Rev Show. My man, Rev, is going to be handling the fitness. Talk about our next game. Talk about the previous game. i about everything under the sun. I'm going to the So, to- oh, folks, enjoy the rest of your night. We will catch you guys. In- I don't know. I'll it. We'll catch you on the side of going. Rico is him. <laughs> yo, yo, Let's get to so, oh, let's go, folks. I appreciate y'all, man. And uh, we'll catch you on the podcast.
3: Oh,
2: peace. And here's a show I got to get my line in. And it's your boy. And I'm gone. Y'all have a good night. Be blessed. And we got a couple of times. Let's go. Let's go.
1: Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it?